If your happy ending is no more joint pain, please try Sierra Sil with a money-back guarantee. It's all-natural joint pain relief that's changed our lives. Sierra, like the mountains, and Sil, like silicon. Go to sierrasil.com. Use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to Drift. Here we tell you stories from around the world, some familiar, some with different takes on old themes, and some that you've perhaps never heard before, with Ukraine and her people in our hearts and on our minds. I searched for a story that comes from that country. So tonight, this Ukrainian fairy tale is called The Ungrateful Children and the Old Man Who Went to School Again. Translated by Robert Nisbet Bain, I've edited for you especially here on Drift. Drift is made possible by Envy Pillow, designed for back and side sleepers and me, obviously, since I've loved mine for some 20 years now. The Envy Pillow is made with your wellness and that of the planet in mind. Envy Pillow is the only certified organic pillow you'll find infused with antimicrobial and collagen-boosting copper. Learn more in the morning at Envy Pillow. That's envypillow.com and sleep with the best. This is the story of a man with, as you might guess from the title, some nasty offspring, but who turns the tables. Before we enjoy the ungrateful children and the old man who went to school again, let's take a few moments to relax and get in the right spot in bed. Find that perfect place where you're cozy and safe, so grateful, warm and comfortable. Get your pillow into just the right spot, and as you do, Allow your head to sink into it. Relax your neck and shoulders. Let your arms and legs feel heavy, your hips releasing their steady hold. Wiggle your toes if you can and tell them good night. And then let your eyes close and relax your jaw. Now a few deep breaths Taking in a cleansing breath on the inhale. And as you exhale, releasing all of the cares of the day. One more in. And as you exhale, think these words. I am safe. I am loved. I am at peace. Let us wish the world peace. And if you're ready, let's drift. Once upon a time, there was an old man. He lived to a great age and was a good and generous father, sharing and providing for his four sons as they grew. When he could no longer work, he thought, I will pass my remaining days among my children. So the old man went to live with his eldest son, and at first the son treated his old father properly 
and with respect. It is only right that we should give our father to eat and drink and see that he has everything he needs to clothe him and take care to patch up his things from time to time and let him have clean new shirts on festival days, said the eldest son. And they did so, and at festivals also the old father had his own glass beside him, and it was full, as was his heart, no doubt. Thus the eldest son was a good son to his old father. But unfortunately this wore off. When the eldest son had been keeping his father for some time, he began to regret his hospitality and was rough to his father and sometimes even shouted at him. The old man no longer had his own set place in the house as he had had once, and there was no one to cut up his food for him, not that they gave him much food at all. Eventually, the old man had no choice but to move out and go to his second son. It might be better for him there or worse, but stay with his eldest son any longer, he could not. So the father went to his second son. But here, the old man soon discovered that he had only exchanged wheat for straw. Whenever he began to eat, his second son and his daughter-in-law looked sour and murmured something between their teeth. The woman scolded the old man. We already had a hard time making both ends meet, and now we have you to keep in the bargain? The old man soon had enough of it there, too, and went on to his third son. So one after another, all four sons took their father to live with them, and he was glad to leave them all. Each of the four sons, one after the other, cast the burden of supporting him on one of the other brothers. It's your responsibility to keep daddy, they said. And then the other would say, no, we can't even keep ourselves. Thus, between his four sons, he knew not what to do. There was quite a battle among them as to which of them should keep their old father. One had one good excuse, another had another, and so none of them would keep him. This one had a lot of little children. That one had a harsh wife. And this house was too small. That house was too poor. Go where you want, old man, they said. Just don't come to us. And the old man, gray, gray, gray as a dove was he, wept before his sons and did not know where to turn. What could he do? Reasoning with them was no use. Not one of the sons would take the old man in. But he had to be put somewhere. Then the old man gave up trying and told them to do with him whatever they wanted. So all four sons met and took advice. Time after time they put their heads together and at last they agreed among themselves that the best thing the old man could do was to go to school. There will be a bench for him to sit upon there, they said, and he can take something to eat 
tucked in his knapsack. Then they told the old man about it, but he did not want to go to school. He begged his children not to send him there, and wept before them. Now that I am blind and cannot see the white world, how can I see a black book? Moreover, from my youth onward, I have never learned my letters. How shall I do so now? A clerk cannot be made out of an old man on the point of death. But there was no use talking. His children said he must go to school. And the voices of his sons prevailed against his feeble old voice. So to school he had to go. Now there was no church in that village, so he had to go to the village beyond it to go to school. A forest lay along the road, and in this forest the old man met a nobleman driving along. When the old man came near the nobleman's carriage, he stepped out of the road to let it pass, took off his hat respectfully, and then kept walking. But he heard someone calling, and looking back he saw the nobleman beckoning to him. He wanted to ask him something. The nobleman then got out of his carriage and asked the old man where he was going. The old man again took off his hat to the nobleman and told him all his misery, and the tears ran down the old man's cheeks. Woe is me, gracious sir! If the Lord had left me without family, I should not complain. But strange indeed is the woe that has befallen me. I have four sons, thank God, and all four have houses of their own. And yet they send their poor old father to school to learn. Have you ever heard of such a thing? So the old man told the nobleman his whole story. And the nobleman was full of compassion for the old man. Well, sir, said he, tis no use for you to go to school, that's plain. Return home. I'll tell you what to do so that your children never send you to school again. Don't be afraid, old man. Weep no more, and let not your soul be troubled. God will bless you, and all will be well. I know what ought to be done here. So the nobleman comforted the old man, and the old man began to cheer up. Then the nobleman took out his purse. It was a real nobleman's purse, with a little sack in the middle of it to hold small change. Lord, what a lovely thing it was! The more he looked at it, the more the old man marveled at it. The nobleman took this purse and began filling it full with something. When he was finished and it was bulging, he gave it to the old man. Take this and go home to your children, he said. Call together all four sons and say to them, My dear children, long ago, when I was younger than I am now, and knocked about in the world a bit, I made a little money. 
I won't spend it, I said to myself, for one never knows what may happen. And the nobleman went on. So I went into a forest, my children, and dug a hole beneath an oak, and there I hid my little store of money. I did not think much about the money afterward, because I had such good children. But when you sent me to school, I came to this very same oak, and I said to myself, I wonder if these few silver pieces have been waiting for their master all this time. Let us dig and see. So I dug and found them and have brought them home to you, my children. I shall keep them till I die. But after my death, I want you to meet up again and decide among you whoever shall be found to have cherished me the most and taken care of me, and not begrudged me a clean shirt now and then, or a crust of bread when I am hungry, to him shall be given the greater part of my money. So now, my dear children, receive me back again, and my thanks shall be yours. You can manage it among you, and I'm sure it's not right that I should seek a home among strangers. So. Which of you will be kind to your old father for money? This was indeed a plan. So the old man returned to his children with the purse in a basket. And when he came to the village with the basket under his arm, one could see right away that he had been in a good forest. You see, when someone comes home with a heavy basket under their arm, you can be sure there's something in it. So no sooner did the old man appear than his eldest daughter-in-law came running out to meet him and welcomed him heartily. Things don't seem to get on at all without you, Dad, she cried, and the house is quite dreary. Come in and rest, Dad. You've gone a long way and must be weary. Then all the brothers came together, and the old man told them what God had done for him. All their faces lit up as they looked at the basket, and they thought to themselves, If we keep him, we shall have the money. Then the four brothers couldn't do enough for their dear old father. They took care of him, and the old man was happy but he remembered the advice of the nobleman and never let the basket out of his hand. After my death you shall have everything, but I won't give it to you now, for who knows what may happen. I have already seen how you treated your father when he had nothing. It shall all be yours, I say. Only wait, and when I die, take it and divide it, as I have said. So the brothers tended their father, and the old man lived in comfort, and was somebody. He had his own way, and did nothing. The old man was no longer treated poorly by his children, but lived among them like an emperor in his own empire. Time passed, 
as it does, and the old man passed too. But no sooner did he die than his children scrambled to get their hands on that basket. All the people of the town were called together and bore witness that, yes, they had treated their father well since he came back to them. So it was decided that they should divide the treasure amongst them. But first they took the old man's body to church and the basket along with it. They buried him properly. They made a rich funeral banquet so that all might know just how much they mourned the old man. It was a splendid funeral. When the priest got up from the banquet table, the people all began to thank their hosts, and the eldest son begged the priest to say the Sorokost, a forty-day prayer, in the church for the repose of the dead man's soul. Such a dear old fellow as he was, was there ever anyone like him? Take this money for the Sorokost, reverend father. So horribly grieved was that eldest son. The eldest son gave the priest money, and the second son gave him the like. Then each one gave him money for an extra half Sorokost. All four gave him requiem money. We'll have prayers in church for our father, even if we have to sell our last sheep to pay for them, they cried. Then, when all was over, they hurried as fast as they could to the money. The basket was brought forth. They shook it. Oh, there was a fine rattling inside it. Every one of them felt and handled the purse. That was something that sounded like a treasure. Then they unsealed it and opened and scattered its contents, and it was full of nothing but glass. They couldn't believe their eyes. They rummaged among the glass, but there was no money. It was horrible. Surely it could not be that their father had dug up a coffer from beneath an oak of the forest, and it was full of nothing but glass. Why, cried the brothers, our father has left us nothing but glass. So the children of the old man saw that their father had made fools of them. Then all the people mocked them. You see what you have gotten by sending your father to school? You see, he learned something at school after all. He was a long time before he began learning, but better late than never. It appears to us it was a right good school you sent him to. He learned so much. Never mind. You can keep the glass and the basket. Then the brothers were full of lamentation, sadness, and rage. But what could they do? Their father was already dead and buried. And with that ending, that is not exactly happy, but certainly just. And all we can hope for is justice and peace 
I will wish you a good night and sweet dreams. <laughs>